All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We're going to be continuing our mini series on leadership today. And I know in a number of previous episodes, we've talked about perception and how it's one of the key concepts in leadership and how you guys can utilize it as a tool to become better leaders and just to analyze leadership through a better, a new lens. And today's episode will be focused on perception attribution. I'm incredibly excited to dive into these two really interesting topics within the realm of leadership. And they're so, they're so critical to understanding leadership and how to become a better leader and how to look at leadership that you're going to get a lot out of this episode. So tune in for that and let's just get started. So the first source we're going to be looking at today where I'm going to be talking about most of my information from is going to be from the Journal of Management Strategy written by Otara. And it's called Perception, a Guide for Managers and Leaders. So before we start, before we go into attribution of some of the practical applications of perception and how we can utilize it to our advantage, we have to know sort of the basis of why perception matters within leadership. And the primary reason why perception matters in leadership is that because of perception, no two humans, not even twins, no, uh, perceive things the same way. Just like you have an individual fingerprint or something like that, you have your own individual perceptions about the world. And when we encounter internal, external circumstances in our daily lives, um, whether it's school, work, or in sports, any, in any scenario, we use our perceptions and our values and our belief systems to dictate how we will behave in those situations. And when everyone holds different, unique belief systems and values because they perceive things differently, then we're going to have disparities in behavior, which can lead to conflicts if we can't manage those dispar- disparities in behavior and in belief systems. And... When there are large disparities between employers and employees' perceptions in the workplace, it can be hard to work with maximum efficiency and effectiveness. And that's why, as a leader, one of the key things we're going to talk about towards the end of the episode is how we can utilize our perceptions and manage those perceptions so that we can close the distance between our differing belief systems and those of our followers so that we can maximize our efficiency and effectiveness. Now, It's important to understand that when people behave, they're going to behave according to those belief systems and values that they hold and that are unique to them. And the perceptions of a manager or a leader will shape the working climate of an organization often. A manager or a leader, when they're setting up their work, the teams that they're operating, whether it's the size of the team or how many teams they decide to split up or how they want to split up the work or the steps they want to take to achieve a goal, all those decisions that a leader makes or a manager makes from an organizational standpoint are the result of their belief systems, their values, and their, and their perceptions, and how they perceive things and the way they see things. And since they see it differently and uniquely from others, it's likely to differ if you ask a follower how they would set, up the, set things up. And that's why, going back to previous episodes, it's so important to seek feedback from our followers because they're likely to have different perceptions and beliefs than us. And if we can open ourselves up to those, we can sort of see things in a new way and might be able to work more efficiently and more effectively because at the end of the day, that is the goal as a leader, to work more efficiently and more effectively to get more things done. Now, leaders utilize their perceptions to lead, but if there's different from the followers, it can be difficult to lead effectively, as we said before. So the key idea is how can we close the difference between our perceptions or at least how can we manage the difference between our perceptions and those of our followers? And the biggest problem with doing that and accomplishing that is that we often as humans perceive what we want and what matches what we think. 
we're more likely to fall victim to things like confirmation bias, which is where you only look for and you only really see the information that supports your viewpoint and you kind of block out everything else that that negates what you think. And because humans perceive what they want to hear, it's a classic thing. You hear what you want, you hear what you want to hear and not what you're actually hearing. That's the biggest problem with perception is that we don't give ourselves a fair chance from the gate to truly understand someone else because we don't fully open ourselves up to that other viewpoint or that other belief system. And because, because of that, because of that general problem, and because of just the way we look at studying leadership in general, perception is an under-identified and underrated skill that leaders could totally develop and take advantage of that they aren't to the best of their ability right now. And, and that's because we stress communication, 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 but perception comes from communication. I mean, communication is the engine that carries perception into the workplace because perception is not something you just apply right away. You can't sit there and actively manage your perceptions of how you view things. The the difference in the gap between your consideration of behavior and the behavior itself, that gap where the perception actually occurs, we can't sit there and actively manage that 24-7. But if we take active steps to communicate and see other people's perceptions and understand those, we can close that difference between our perception, the difference in differences in our perceptions, or we can manage the differences. And that's the key idea, managing the disparities between our belief systems and those of someone else in order to foster a greater sense of communication and collaboration. And so the key concept is that leaders have to be sensitive to their employee or follower perceptions, or else the communication is going to be ineffective regardless. If you're not respective of your followers or your employees' opinions and belief systems and perceptions, the things you say, even if you're communicating them perfectly, they may not resonate with those followers and they may not be heard the right way you want them to because they're just not opening themselves, your employees aren't opening themselves up to your perceptions. So if you're not considerate of their perceptions, you can't really tailor your presentation of information or your game plan or your action plan to meet their ears with the maximum efficiency so they can take in the information and be able to perform effectively. So you need to tailor your communication as a leader to, quote, reinforce positive perceptions and change negative ones, end quote. And what that really is, means is that the perceptions that of our employees and followers that fit into our missions and our goals as a company, we want to reinforce those through our co- communication. And the negative ones, the ones that clash with our beliefs or the ones that not necessarily the ones that clash with our beliefs because just because they're different doesn't mean they're wrong. I mean, a different opinion of a follower might be the better way to go. But the neg- by negative perceptions, they mean those that will hinder communication and teamwork and collaboration. So leaders constantly have to be on high alert and constantly have to be concerned with how their decisions, how their communication, how their actions will be perceived by their employees. So anytime they make a change, uh, whether it's changing pay, whether it's changing um, teams structures, whether it's changing a new um, procedural step that they have to do before they actually get their work done, which because that could slow down their work time, whether no matter what it is, these leaders have to consider the consequences of their actions on their employees. And that goes right away to the action observation reflection model we talked about way back. I'm going to keep reiterating that idea because it's so key to being an effective leader and understanding your employees and where they're coming from is that if we consider the fallout of our actions and how it affects others, we might be able to reflect on that and change it to a way that can benefit the most of our employees and workers and make their job the easiest. 
And so we have to make, because decisions and actions are not going to be received well if they're not considerate of employee perceptions. And that's just, at the end of the day, as humans, we want our perceptions and our values and our belief systems to be met, and we want symmetry between those belief systems of our organization and those of ourselves. So leaders have to be cognizant of the the perceptions of their employees so that they can meet those in their actions. And leaders have to understand that every person has that unique frame of reference that they take to every single situation. And because at the end of the day, every single person has a unique personal background and set of experiences that they carry around with them every single day. And because we have a unique set of circumstances, that changes the way we see the world. And so everyone sees the world in a different way. And so leaders just have to be cognizant of that. And the biggest, the biggest challenge and the biggest obstacle you will face as a leader when you're trying to um, follow perception and utilize it as a tool to work for you is that you're going to hear what your empl- you have to hear what your employees are actually saying and not what you th- think you want to say or what you hope they say. And that goes right back to confirmation bias or our natural tendency to spin what someone says into something that supports our own beliefs and influence and ideas. So if someone says something, we're likely to take the parts of it that support idea and disregard the parts that might be super important to increasing effectiveness or collaboration or communication, but that don't really fit in our viewpoint. So we have to set our perceptions aside or make a conscious effort to understand completely what someone else is saying, to break it down completely so we understand every single part, and then analyze that entire chunk rather than separating it based on what we like and what we don't like and what matches our perceptions and what doesn't. And it's not like we're doing this on purpose. It's not like you're naturally a bad person or a bad leader because your perceptions get in the way of this. This is just a natural thing that happens to us as humans. And it's just a human tendency because we all perceive things and we can't really sit there and focus our perceptions to change. And a concept that involves when what we see doesn't match what we what we hope to see and expect to see doesn't match what we actually see is called inattentional blindness. That's when we're focused so much on one thing that we miss perceiving something else in our view entirely. So the last thing about perception before I move on to attribution here is that a truly great leader <clears throat> will take the time to identify and control their perceptions. They won't let their perceptions take control, but they'll rather emphasize seeing a situation clearly. They'll break down parts of what their employees are saying. They'll break down the different elements of something so that they can understand completely and that they're not separating the things that agree with them and that don't agree with them. And perception management requires that a leadership ask questions and consider follower opinion. So once again, going back to an idea we reiterated earlier in a podcast is that leaders must be open to feedback and they have to be willing to take the steps to obtain feedback because your followers aren't always going to give it to you without you asking. So don't dismiss feedback. Be open to hearing what your followers have to say. Listen to them and break down a situation for what it is, not what you hope to see. Even if it disagrees with your what you believe at first, I guarantee that you'll be able to see better results in the end if you can just break it down and see things clearly and just open your view a little bit more. So going right along hand in hand with perception is attribution. And the first thing I want in attribution to talk about is the fundamental attribution error. Now here is an article from the Harvard Business School and it's called The Fundamental Attribution Error, How It Affects Your Organization and How to Overcome It. And it's written by How to Overcome It rather, and it's written by Healy. And what the fundamental attribution error, or FAE, as I'll refer to it throughout the podcast is, is it's our t- tendency to attribute our own behavior to external factors while attributing others' behavior to character. 
So let's say you're driving on the road. This is a common example. Uh, when I was learning about this first in AP, AP psychology, this is an example my teacher used. And so when someone passes us on the road, too often we attribute that person to being a jerk that's just in a rush and doesn't concern themselves with anybody else. But rarely do we stop to think and say, well, maybe their wife is pregnant and they're rushing them to the hospital. So we don't really consider what factors might be influencing that person's behavior. We just automatically consider them to be displaying negative character traits. So too often with the fundamental attribution error, we say that one person's negative behaviors are attributed to their circumstances, not their circumstances, but their behaviors rather, excuse me, and that our positive actions are dispositional characteristics, but anything negative that happens to us is because of the situation. And the fundamental attribution error, similar to perception, it's rooted in psychology. That's a quote that Haley uses to describe it. And no matter how bad it may seem that we do this as humans, it's inherent to human nature and culture, and we really can't control it. And we can, we can sort of tailor our minds to avoid like letting it dictate the decisions we make and the ways we communicate with people, but we can't eliminate it completely. And the reason behind that is that we'll, we're always going to give ourselves a break and give ourselves some extra slack while holding others 100% accountable, accountable to the same actions. And FAE comes to be and comes to exist because of our perceptions and our prior notions. Because at the end of the day, we know ourselves completely inside and out. We know our character through every little minute detail of our personality. And so we'll better understand how our situational factors affect us daily and how our dispositional traits affect us daily. And we never really know others on the same level. Even your, your spouse or your bestest friend, you might not know to the same level truly what's going on with them. And so we're unable to give them the benefit of the doubt most of the time. While we can give ourselves the benefit of the doubt because we know and understand more about ourselves. So at the end of the day, we, we, that ends up leading us to use the little information that we do have about someone to make judgments. Whether it's voluntary or not, whether we try to do it or not, we make those judgments and those judgments foster the fundamental attribution error. And going back to our example of the driver driving fast on the road, the only thing we have to know about them is that they're driving fast on the road. And so we instantly think that they're in a rush and they don't care about anybody else. We don't know their backstory. We don't know their circumstance. And so we can't really make an accurate judgment of what's actually going on. So we make this false judgment due to the FAE. And you can see that because we never really know each other and understand each other on the same level, and we might not be willing to cut others the same slack we give ourselves, how FAE can lead to arguments and misunderstandings in the workplace. Because whenever we're unclear about someone's motivations, we risk the chance of a misunderstanding. And a misunderstanding could lead to sore feelings or um, chemist, you're breaking down the chemistry of a team. And so you may ask, how do I combat, combat FAE? Because it seems like it's pretty hard to combat or really deal with because it's so rooted in human culture. Well, to, to combat FAE, we have a few choices according to Healy. The first is gratitude. And so he says, whenever you're frustrated with someone, just brainstorm a couple of top qualities that they have or reasons why they're doing a good job. So if one of your employees does something that leaves you to be frustrated, think about how they help you on a day-to-day basis and how they help the progress of your company. And that might lead you to give them a little extra slack that the fundamental attribution error is preventing you from giving them. The next is patience and reflection. Stop and just take a minute, just like we said with perception, stop and take a minute to break down the situation, understand if why you're angry or frustrated is really anything to be worked up about in the first place. Is it just a small problem that'll set you back a little bit? If so, maybe just let it go and consider what factors, what, what might be going on in this person's life life that 
could lead them to act like this. And this, and to also going hand in hand with this is communication. You could just go and ask that person, hey, is anything going on? Is everything all right? You know, I noticed your work's been slipping. What's going on? Rather than considering them lazy or just un- disloyal to the company or not caring about what's going on, maybe they have a personal matter going on. So you go up as a good leader and you express concern. So you're showing that you care about them. And you're resolving the fundamental attribution error because you're not making a judgment because you'll be informed on what's actually going on in their life. And the final thing is sort of an all-encompassing approach. That's developing emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence, or EQ as it's referred to, is that level of empathy, self-awareness, and self-regulation. And that's going to allow, that's what will allow us to be patient, to reflect, to express gratitude, and communicate. So EQ is really the all-in-one approach to combating the fundamental attribution error. And the most important thing to do as a leader to rein in the fundamental attribution error in the workplace is to be gracious and be empathetic. Take that time to understand what your employees or followers are going through and show concern for them and show show sympathy, show empathy. And in doing so, you'll be that boss that's understanding and you'll be that boss that people want to work for because he's not lenient, you're not being super lean, you're not being lackadaisical, you're just being concerned and caring. Too often we say just because someone takes the time to care or show concern, they're being lenient and they're giving someone a free pass and not holding them accountable. But just holding them accountable to something without considering what's going on is just not the way to effective leadership and truly making your employees feel valued or even being fair to them in the first place. So neglecting to take that time to communicate and break down a situation and consider what someone's going through just might lead you to be the, quote, jerk of a boss or a tyrannical boss. You, you know what I mean? So take that time to reflect and communicate with others. And so, I mean, you guys can see how perception and fundamental attribution error are two key concepts that impact the thoughts we have, the behaviors we have, the actions and steps we take as a leader. And how it influences almost all of our uh, relationships and interactions on a day-to-day basis. And how it can sort of take control if you don't take the time to rein it in and take that concerted effort to just stop, pause, and break things down. So if nothing else from today, uh, learn to manage your perceptions and control your judgments from the fundamental attribution error by stopping, being patient, and just reflecting on a situation. Just letting everything be calm for a second and trying to understand and take that time to connect with someone else. Because at the end of the day, it's never going to hurt you as, a, as an organization or as a leader or hurt your relationship with your worker to take that time and ask them how, how they're doing. Instead, it's just going to increase their appreciation of you, their appreciation of the organization, and their motivation to work for you. So I hope you guys like this episode on perception and attribution. I know it's one of my favorite concepts within leadership, and I hope you guys are encouraged to dive deeper in it because there's so much research out, on, out there on perception and FAE that and how it plays in the leadership that it's just a fascinating area to get involved with. And I know, I know I'm going to keep researching it, but I hope you guys have a basic understanding of how to sort of tailor these two concepts and have them work for you. And that's all for today's podcast. Stay tuned until next time. And thanks again for listening.